to be on one. Generally tripping, tweaking, weird, acting a fool, blacking out, going off. This is On One Radio. Can you hear me? Yep. Sick. Sick, sick, sick. So sick. Sick. Alright, what you been up to, brother? Oh boy. Just, uh... Recovering. Yeah. Got a case of the NOLA flu. The NOLA flu? Yeah. I don't know what it is, but every time I go there. Hey, it's tough to get over. It's good. Sick. Yeah, I'm sick. Yeah. We're so, almost there, uh, though. I'm still feeling it. My muscles are still sore. Yeah. That was... That was something else. Beach wrestling will get you. <laughs> I'm way too old for that. Yep. And out of shape. I'm not too old for it. I just I just wasn't prepared. <laughs> was I adequately trained? Yeah, I didn't train. So that's bogus. What else you been doing this week? Not a lot, man. Grinding. Just making that money. Yep, been grinding. Uh, after the Nola trip, I've uh, diet has diet hasn't been good. Oh boy, my diet has not been good either. I've been uh, eating piss poor, and uh, I need a. Get back on the health train. Yeah, yeah. So I blame you for that. That's my bad. <laughs> See that you're having a nice lean Coors Light tonight? For uh... Oh, yeah, I got to keep it trim. Yeah. That's part of my health kick. Trying to get back on it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, buddy. So you said uh, you um, met the guy who killed Osama bin Laden. I did. I met him day, and he. So we have this program at work where we get speakers to come in all the time, and uh, he was the one that came and spoke with us today. And that dude is one bad motherfucker. <laughs> he was like so. So basically, he was part of like the hardest the hardest trained Navy SEALs go to like this special unit, which yeah. is what he was on, which is like SEAL Team 6 or whatever. And so he just had mad, crazy stories. And basically, like, they train for like so long. It's like ridiculous. Um, and so he was part, he was the one that, um, actually shot Osama uh, 
Like he's the one that pulled the trigger, which is crazy. That's crazy. And then he was just standing there talking to us about it. That's wild. Yeah. Man, that's a that's a heck of a title to hold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I killed a bad guy. Like the baddest guy. The the bad guy. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's nuts. He has like bunch he told a bunch of stories about you know stuff that him and his team did you know it was all about like focus and not getting complacent when you're the best and like not taking shortcuts and all the cliche like business business terms Um, yeah but he just did it like in such a better way than anyone else can because he was just like yeah, and so like our hard work, dedication, attention to detail paid off because uh, we killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. Yep. He's like, uh, like when you were in like elementary school and you played those video games and you could never get past the boss on one of the levels, and he was the friend who could get past the boss. He killed the boss, and he was like the baddest dude on the block for a while. Yeah. But in real life. But in real life. Like part of his team is. So basically what this, his team was is mainly like um, going in and extracting like people who have been captured. Like yeah. if someone captures a, um, like a U.S. citizen for ransom or whatever, he goes in and, and like extracts them back out, which is cool. Um, yeah, and he showed like I guess uh like a really high up captain in the navy got like captured by Somali pirates, so he showed a bunch of footage of them like jumping out of the plane and like into the middle of the ocean, hey. and like everything that they did to like just and then talked about how like they like rescued him in like forty eight hours after they got the call that he had been like captured or whatever isn't that sick yeah and it was like really funny because we're like our company is a bunch of like older older people there's not a ton of young people there and this dude was cursing up a storm like in his whole presentation and it was, <laughs> and it was so funny um it was just like a wild setting like in the office yeah and uh he was just yeah. like he was just saying fuck and like goddamn and shit. Nobody, like, the whole nobody was prepared for him to just go off like that. <laughs> but like, what are you going to do? You can't say yeah. Hey, sir, please quit cursing. Yeah. <laughs> sir. You going to stop me? <laughs> yeah. He's like, come up here and make me, you little bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. That's cool, though. He's a really, he was really nice. He's a good guy, like a good speaker. He wrote a book. Doing the doing the motivational speaking tour now, which is yeah. going to be way better than being in the Navy. Yeah, no bullets coming at your face. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. I couldn't do that. Too big of a wuss. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of his stuff was like how you basically can't panic, how you can't be scared. Like because you've like planned for everything that like you can't let like the fear take over. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah. He's like people that like panic and don't and have fear take over in a situation means they just weren't properly planned for it. Mm. Like that makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure they're all like briefed up on what they're gonna do, what the situation is, how many people are there, their routes, their all that crap, and so I can see that. Yeah. If you don't know your stuff then. Yeah, and even like just like formations and tactics and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Like if you haven't haven't been prepared like you don't stay prepared, then that's when like panic takes over. Gotta be in that film room, bro. Yeah. Gotta get, get that game film. Watch that tape. Yep. And he said that a, a bunch of like the trainings that they do and, and have is about like effective communication. And he was like, not always like if you're talking, you're communicating. He was like, yeah. most of the communication that we have is silent communication. But if you're all like on the same page working for one goal, then you don't have to say a lot of words. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting because it seems like, you know, people always like, relate communication with like oversharing of yeah life. so if you're just saying a whole bunch of words with people then it's not meaning anything then it's not really communicating it's just like talking for the sake of talking yeah i always thought like the best people the best speakers are always the people who just like say stuff super short and sweet and it's like oh damn yeah that's right but i would have said it in 1400 words Right. Yeah. That's dope, though. Yep. You check out that Masters today? Yeah, I was watching it a little bit here and there. Looked like some good stuff. I saw uh, JT chip in early. Mm. Yep. It's a it's a good leaderboard. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, you got Reed and Leishman at the top at nine and seven, but then it's like McElroy at four, Spieth at four, Dustin Johnson at three, Justin Thomas at three, Fowler at two. Like it's pretty loaded. Yeah, should be an exciting next couple of days. Yeah. If you had to take, uh, if you were given uh, Reed Leishman a nine and seven or the field, who would you take? Field. Take field. Yeah. That's tough. It's hard to put faith in Reed or Leishman for that matter. Yeah, and also the field. There's so many people. I'll yeah. Take the field like. Especially in golf. Like, in golf, yeah. there's always, like, I mean, we saw Sergio get a nine on, like, one hole. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Who would you take? I'd probably take the field, too. I mean, if, like, Rory and... DJ and Spieth and all them weren't like right there. 
Yeah. Like those are some stone cold killers coming at you. And if it wasn't two days left, if it was one day, <clears throat> I'd probably take Reed. Yeah. Cause he's been, he's been playing good, but it's like two days for speed to catch five strokes. Yeah. And, and for you not to mess up. <sighs> right. That's tough. That's real tough. How did how did Tiger end up? Is he gonna make the cut? Yeah, he's gonna barely make the cut. I think. I think he was at plus four. Wait, look. Yeah, plus four. Cut was at plus five. Let's see who's getting cut. We got Schwartzel, Duffner, Duff Daddy, Duff Nasty, <laughs> Thomas Peters. Um, see anybody other names? Trevor Emelman. OSU dude, Alex Norman. Yeah, Alex. Uh, Horschel. Oh, oh, Sergio did not fare so well. Oh, Sergio. Yeah. Did bad, in fact. <laughs> not good, in fact. <laughs> Phil struggled down the stretch. He was at two under. Through, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two hundred through eight. Finished plus five. Yikes. That's not what you're supposed to do. That is going the wrong way. Yeah, not great. Not great at all. You think uh, Tigers ever going to win another major? Nah, I don't either. That's so tough. I mean, like I think he's been playing well. Like, yeah, it's just I think he can have like championship caliber like rounds, but too. just like to put it in for four full days with the way his body is 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 like borderline impossible. Yeah, I'm the same way. I don't think. I think he's just. A good golfer now. Like he's like he's yeah. I don't know. He's he's Coocher. He's John Rom. He's like all these like dudes who could win another major. Like if they put it all together, but I just don't think it's gonna happen, especially at his age and uh, with all his back problems. Yeah, like I mean, he has back problems. He has knee problems. Like he. Is just not physically capable of like putting seventy two holes together, you know. Yeah, yeah. Do you blame the back problems on all the girls he was banging? I mean, probably. I mean, it didn't help. They were- I think I think they need to shoulder some of the responsibility for Tiger's downfall. Let's call him up. I think he should sue him. I mean, uh, we, need, know, we need a lawyer out here to sue these women for loss of championships. They should at least have stretched them out or something. Exactly. It's just improper sex is what I think. No, no foreplay. Ooh, golf bud. Damn it. That was good. Fine. Fine. I'll take it. Fine. <laughs>
Not good. How are you doing in the master's pool? I'm like right in the middle. I mean, I'm like minus seven or minus nine, depending on how someone ended up. I can't remember who was still left. I know Rick had, he finished all right. JT I don't know where I ended up either. I was up there, though. I think I still am. I mean, anyone who took Patrick Reed is probably at the top. So I did not do that. Ooh, I'm tied for first, baby. Really? 17 under. Let's go. So you better. Uh, you better. My, prob my problem is I just have four golfers that are doing well, though. So if it gets to, like, a tie, then I'm screwed. I'll, I'll get last out of the tie. Who'd you take? So I got um, Spieth, uh, Ricky, Jason Day, uh, Reed, Adam Scott, um, Cantlay, Finau, and Fitzpatrick. So Cantlay missed a cut. Fitzpatrick's at plus five. Adam Scott's at plus four. I guess Jason Day could work his way in. He's at plus two. Uh, but yeah, so I got four golfers in the red, and then everybody else is plus two or worse. Yikes. Yeah, so it's all up to my dudes. My boys. Yeah, I have JT, Rick. I think DJ, Adam Scott, Alex Noren, Xander, Zandy, and then Jimmy Walker and uh, Charlie Hoffman. So Hoffman was the one that was keeping me in for a while. Yeah, no kidding. He fell off at the end, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hoff Daddy. Huh. Well, I'm probably going to win, so. Be a cool, cool little thouso for you. Yeah, I'll be down with that. I hope they do it for all the majors. I know, I hope so too. Such a great document, Excel sheet. Like it can't be that hard to manage, can it? I don't know. I'm not putting in the man hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, don't, I feel like you don't have to, like, like update it all the time. No? I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so, but I don't know. Like, like, every, like, it doesn't have to be, like, real-time updating. Just update it, like, every hour. Yeah. Every, I don't think anyone's going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't think so, yeah. I don't think so either. Oh, we were going to talk about um, what's going to happen in the the West NBA. It's we got it's wild, dude. I don't know what's going to happen. Like everything so we, just changes every night. Yeah, seriously. 
Western Conference right now. Four through eight, separated by two games. And everybody plays everybody, basically. Yeah, right now it's Utah, San Antonio, OKC, New Orleans, Minnesota. And then Denver. And then Denver's at 20. Yeah, they're two games back as well. Nuts. And then I know Minnesota and Denver play one more time. Yep. Uh, Let's see. We can see the games. I know we have Houston, Memphis, and... I know. Uh, so, to, so tonight there are three, four massive games. OKC, Houston. That's tomorrow, yeah. Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Uh, we got yeah tomorrow. So we got OKC, Houston, New Orleans, Golden State, Portland, and San Antonio. Then even Denver, LA is kind of big. Denver Clippers. Yeah. Then the next night is, uh, I guess Utah goes to the Lakers. That's about it on that one. And then Portland, Denver, New Orleans, Clippers, Golden State, Utah's Tuesday. Everybody basically has to play everybody. Denver, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Antonio, Utah, Portland. Yeah, it's going to come down to literally it's going to be a fist fight at the end. Yeah, it's it's insane. All right, so how do you think it's going to shake out? Give me your four through eight. Four through eight? Four through eight. All right. Uh, Utah, four. Okay. OKC five. Ooh, okay. San Antonio six. Okay. New Orleans seven. Denver eight. Ooh, Minnie's not gonna make the playoffs. I don't think so. Ooh, dang, son. Because I think it all comes down to basically Denver versus Minnesota. Yeah, it's like the last game of the season, I think. I think it was too. Yeah. So next Wednesday, they play each other. And, um, well, well, Denver has a tough. Denver has the Clippers, which they should win, but you never know. And then they have Portland. But Portland might be resting at that point. Could be, yeah. And then Minnesota. Minnesota has, oh, never mind. It's tough. I switched. Minnesota. Minnesota's got a better schedule? Yeah, they got Lakers, Grizzlies, and then Denver. Mm. I think Pelicans have the hardest stretch. San Antonio goes Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans. Portland, Sacramento, New Orleans. New Orleans goes... Well, New Orleans has four games. They have Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, then Spurs. That's three of the four on the road. Yeah. And then the Jazz have the Lakers, the Warriors, and um, Portland. But 
the Warriors in Portland are going to play anyone. Yeah, I doubt the Warriors do. Portland, I don't know. Well, but at that point, Portland will know they're going to be two games up on Utah. Oh, Portland has, I don't know, Portland has San Antonio, Denver, Utah. So it might be important. I know, they could slip. I mean. I mean, it'd be tough, but I mean, they could slip. I guess, would you rather play, if you're Portland, if it shook out how it is right now, would you rather play OKC or San Antonio in the first round? Oh, they've had our number. Um, I don't know what their record was against the Spurs, though. I think they've had their record or had their number, too. I think. Um, see if I can show. Portland beat them at Portland. They lost at Portland. It looks like they're one and one. I don't know. I don't know who you'd want. <clears throat> I think you'd. I don't know. That's tough. All right, let me ask you this. If you're OKC, who would you want, Portland or Utah? I think we want Utah. I think uh, think we just match up better with them. And it'll be their best player as a rookie going into the playoffs for the first time. I think he's super good and all, but that's tough. He's better than Gobert? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's, I think he's more important. If they, if they don't have Mitchell, they're not winning. They, they easily win 12 more games than they won this year. Or lose 12 more games. Yeah, he's having a great season. Yeah, he's averaging 20 as a rookie. Not bad. Not that's, bad. That's a wicked. 20 points as a rook. That's a, oh, I was going to talk about this too. I was going to get a little, get a little early jump on it. But I think this might be, end up being the best rookie class ever. Depth wise. So, looking at it, to me, to be the best class ever, or just be one of the best classes, you've got to have depth plus superstar potential, or in general, superstars, right? Yeah. So, right now, you've already got one rookie averaging 20 points a game, leading his team to the playoffs, basically, uh, in Donovan Mitchell. That's an all-star player, regardless. Like, future, now, whatever, he's going to be an all-star. Then you got Jason Tatum, who has a rookie. I think he's still leading the league in three-point percentage. Um, He's averaging 14 a night. 
on a team that is led by Kyrie, so he doesn't really have to get his buckets. He's going to be an all-star. Then you got uh, Kyle Kuzma, who was drafted in like the second round, averaging 17 a game, six boards, 45% from the field, 37% from three as a power forward. He's balling out. He's going to be an all-star. Just like he's going to be an all-star for sure. Then you got uh, Dennis Smith Jr., who's averaging 15 and 5 a game on a terrible team. But he's just going to get better. He's just going to get better. Um, then you got Lonzo Ball, who's averaging 10, 7, and 7. He's averaging 10, 7, and 7 on terrible shooting. Like, he's not shooting very well. But, uh, I mean, rookies don't average 10, 7, and 7. Like, that's crazy. He's only going to get better. I don't know if he'll end up being, like, that superstar, superstar. But, like, he's, he's going to be in the league and be one of those depth, at least, in this class. Then you got, like, De'Aaron Fox, who's having a pretty good year. Or a dude who can't shoot very well either. He's averaging 12 and 5 assists. Um, so, for him, he's going to be another depth guy if he doesn't take that next leap. Marco Fultz is just now starting to play. Averaging, like, 8 a game. Yeah. Then you still have Laurie Markkinen, who's averaging 16, 8 boards. Shooting 36% from the uh, three line. Um, I'm pretty sure he broke Steph Curry's rookie record for three-pointers as a power forward. Um, then we're not even talking about, like, Josh Jackson yet, who's averaging, like, 15 a game. We're not even talking about John Collins, who's averaging, I think, 11, 12 a game, eight boards. Um... I'm not talking about uh, Bam Adebayo or Miami Heat, who's a pretty good big dude. He's going to be in the league forever. These are just like baseline dudes who are going to be in the league for a long time. Um, Dylan Brooks from Memphis is averaging 10 points a game. You got Jarrett Allen for the Nets, averaging like nine a game as a big dude. He, no one really thought he was going to do anything. Jordan Bell starts for the Warriors every now and then. Uh, OG, a newbie. That dude's a good dude for the Hawks. You still got, oh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. 35-year-old dude averaging four, or shooting 40% from three, averaging 12 points a game. Like, there's dudes who, there's like, 15 guys averaging t- double-digit points as rookies, which is just crazy. Yeah, I mean... I think are... the depth in the class is crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's good. That's, 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 that's a lot of dudes averaging double digits as rooks. I mean, it doesn't come anywhere close to the 2003 draft. What is that, LeBron's? Yeah. LeBron. What's the what's the death like in that though? Yeah, Melo, Wade, LeBron, Bosch, Bosch, Chris Kamen. Okay, Kirk Heinrich, Depp, Depp guy, Kirk Heinrich, Depp guy. Okay. Uh, well, 
Darko, but that doesn't count. No, he's not. Uh, TJ Ford, who should have had a great career, except for he That's fair. destroyed his body. Um, Michael Sweetney, he's fine. Nick Collison. Oh, crucial player for the Thunder right now. Yep. Uh, Luke Ridnour. What'd you say? Luke Ridnour? Yep, he got traded five times in one day, I think. I do remember that. Troy Bell. David West. David West, that's a good player. Dante Jones. Yeah. Boris Diaw. Yeah. Travis Outlaw. Mm. All right. Uh, Kendrick Big Daddy Perkins. Ooh, Big Daddy. Leonardo Barbosa. Josh Howard. Who? Josh Howard? Yep. Um, Luke Walton. Oh, man. Um, Jason Capono. Capono. Let's see. Who else do we have here? Um, Steve Blake. Okay. Zaza Pachulia. Matt Bonner. Ooh, Red Bomba. Uh, Mo Williams. James Jones. Corver. That's it. Really. A couple guys that never really made it over. Yeah, that's not bad. Ooh, here's... pretty good. What'd you say? I just... Uh... Jose Caldron went undrafted in that draft. Really? Hmm. What was that? It's pretty good. Not a bad draft. Pretty good draft. I think I think this one has the makings of that. Um, but the who's gonna be their LeBron? Who's gonna be their LeBron? I yeah. would if I had Best to pick player I would ever say... to play in the world. Donovan Mitchell or Jason Tatum have that transcendent ability. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's already playing like Harden as a rookie. Jason Tatum can get a shot whenever he wants. He just plays with Boston, so I mean, like, he's not doing his own thing. Yeah. Kuzma can score at will. Kuzma's a freak. Yeah. I don't know how he dropped so far. Uh, he couldn't score. I guess he, like, uh, after the draft, or maybe it was right before the draft, people were talk- talking about his shot, and so he got a shooting coach, and he completely changed his shot. Really? Yeah, like, it's completely different. That dude makes, like, hook shots on the run in the post, like, all the time. Yeah. I mean, he also, like, played at Utah, which I doubt a lot of people, like, not a lot of people are out there getting buckets. It's more, like, defense, and they play like Virginia does. Yeah. I think there's just a lot of depth. I mean, like, all of the point guards are athletic. Darren Fox, Markel Fultz, Dennis Smith Jr., Lonzo. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like this next draft is going to have, like, the same depth but with better players. You think so? Yeah. A lot more bigs in this draft. Yeah, bigs and, like, just freak athletes. Who's who's your freak athlete? DeAndre Ayton, number one. Yeah, well, he's a big. Well, he can still be a freak athlete. Okay, sorry. I, I didn't realize we could two for they're one not, athletes here. Not separate categories. Okay. Who's your other freak athletes? Um, Kendall Smith. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm pulling up, pulling up the entry list right now. I mean, Colin Sexton's a freak athlete. Yeah, I like Colin. Um, Mo Bamba. Bamba. I haven't got, I honestly, I don't know if Luka Doncic could play or not. I never watched one. I haven't seen him either. But everyone says he's crazy good. You think Trey Young's going to be good? I think he will. I mean, I don't think he's going to be like some sort of Steph Curry 2.0. But, I mean, with more space and better teammates where there's not like four people blitzing him. Yeah. Then he'll be able to shoot. I think he's going to be like Lou Williams. Yeah. I think he's going to have a Lou Williams career. Just a good career. Um, I like both bridges. Yeah, they're good. I mean, the three the three kids from Kentucky are athletic. Let's see who else? Did you see Zaire? Your boy Zaire. Uh, I saw him go out. He didn't hire an agent, did he? No, I didn't think so. I'm sure he'll go first round. Yeah, I mean, if he goes, yeah, if he goes out, I think he'll go first round for sure. He's good. Michael Porter. I think he could be good. He's got the body. The I mean, surefire, surefire Hall of Famer is going to be um, Grayson Allen, obviously. Is he even going to be in the first round? I wouldn't draft him first round, but I'm sure somebody will. Somebody, somebody will trip up and draft him. He's you like that? that? You like that? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm on fire. Uh, I do like the two kids from Duke, Wendell Carter and, and Bagley. Yeah, Bagley's dope. So, I mean, I don't, there's just like a ton of talent. I just don't like drafting dudes who can't shoot. That doesn't mean that Bagley can't develop a shot because I think he has decent touch. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I like those who can shoot. Sometimes I like. I feel the same way, but sometimes I'm just like, have they ever been taught to shoot? Though, like, I don't just don't really trust any coaches until they get to the NBA. That's fair. You know, like I would never draft Mo Bamba. But like that's what people said about Bam. Last year, Bam. Yeah. Oh, Bam could shoot a little bit. He didn't. 
Yeah. But he could. Bamba, I don't think, can shoot. And he doesn't really have any touch around the rim. Yeah. Like, I'd love to have Bamba on my team, but I don't want to have to draft him number five overall. Right. That's my only problem with him. Like, people who are, like, people are drafting, like, that Jaron Jackson, Michigan State freshman. Yeah. And Bamba. And, like, I would take Colin Sexton over all those dudes. Well, yeah, I'd take Colin Sexton over most people. I'd probably take Mikael Bridges over those dudes. Yeah. Like Miles Bridges, maybe I give him a shot. Yeah. So basically, but, what you're uh, saying is trade out of the top five. Yeah, I probably would. Try to if, I, back if I could get Sexton. I mean, I I do like the Alexander kid from uh, Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, you could trade like. I bet someone would want to move up into the top five from like ten or eleven. I think so too. Yeah. You could get, you could get Sexton, a Bridges. I don't know, Alexander, yeah. one of those in, with the tenth pick. Yeah, I think so too. You could probably get Colin Sexton with like the fifteenth pick. And I think there are like big dudes who are at the back end of the draft that are just as good. I mean, maybe not their potential is just as good, but like the. Mitchell Robinson kid who um, skipped college and went and played overseas. Yeah. That dude's good. Robert Williams from A&M, that big dude's athletic. That guy's going late in the draft. Yeah. What about the dude uh, from Michigan, the white dude? Oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, right here. I ain't talking about. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't take him. Not athletic enough. I like athletic shooting and touch around the rim. Those are my those are my attributes. What do you guys say about that? I think that's smart. Yeah, because I'm a smart guy. Seems like a good strategy. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Like uh, that Trevon Duval dude from Duke. Yeah. Gross. Don't like him at all. Gross. Disgusts me. Yeah, I like the Aaron Holiday dude out of UCLA. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really like anyone out of UCLA ever, except for Russie. Except for Russie? I don't know. I, I feel like they're always, like, besides, like, what, Russ and... Love and Drew Holiday. Drew, Drew Holiday. Yeah, Darren Collison is all right. 
Yeah. I just feel like they always like put out all of these people and none of them ever do anything. Uh, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And UCLA fans are the worst. Yeah, I'm tired of them. There's so many out here and they're like, they still act like a, like a basketball powerhouse. It's like you haven't won shit in years. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like to live on the West Coast for that reason. The fans are the worst. Pac-12 fans. Lakers fans. Garbage. Garbage. Fine. UCLA has Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> that was a while ago. Other than that, nobody. And I guess they have a decent track record. They have some pretty decent dudes. Currently in the NBA, Aaron Ofalo, Kyle Anderson, Ike, Anabogu, Trevor Ariza, Lonzo Ball, Darren Collison, Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, TJ Leaf, Kevon Looney, Kevin Love, Luke Mabu, Ama. What was that? <laughs> you got a cough? I got a little tickle. Yeah, yeah. Cotton ball. Uh, Abamute, Shabazz Muhammad, Norman Powell, Travis Ware, and the Brody. Yeah, half of those guys are trash. Yeah, but like, let's see if I can sort this draft here. Jordan Adams, David Ware, Larry Drew, Drew Gordon, Tyler Honeycutt, Malcolm Lee, all these people. Jordan Farmar. Farmar. I don't know. Maybe I just don't like their fans. USC fans are all right because they really just don't give a fuck about anything. Right. Not even football. They're just like, oh, yeah, we're good, I guess. <laughs> That's the way to approach it. Yeah. What else you want to talk about, brother? Um, I don't know. You got anything? You've been watching anything lately? Not really, no. Yeah, me neither. It's been kind of busy traveling and whatnot. Yeah. I am watching one thing right now. We're going to talk about it next week, but. Oh, yeah. Um, just started that. Oh, I did watch. Uh, last night I was watching the new season of Stand Ups. Oh, yeah. So I watched the first episode. Um, Pretty good? Yeah, it was really good. He was really funny. He's like this nerdy. Um, hold on, I'm looking up his name right now, but he's like this nerdy dude. And the, his first joke was like, so funny. It was uh, so funny. Well, cause he is like, uh, his name's Joe List. Um, but he was like, everyone talks about body shaming nowadays. Body shaming. I don't even know what that is. When I was growing up, that was just called telling people what they looked like. <laughs> That's good. 
He was like, yeah, this girl in elementary school came up to me and she said, man, you have a five head. And he was like, <laughs> well, she wasn't wrong. It was really funny. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Oh, I watched, um, I watched John Q last night. How was it? <clears throat> Had to get a little good little crying, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Fall asleep. Yeah, it was good. Do you, is it, uh, do you remember it very well? Mm, do you remember that there's a part where the negotiators get Denzel to go over to a different phone to answer a call so they can snipe him from a ceiling tile? Yep. Yeah. So, and that get hit, dude hits him in the shoulder, but it doesn't knock him out. So, it, like, Denzel goes over there, rips him out of the ceiling tiles, like, ties him up, and pulls his pants down, and then walks him out of the hospital, and is like, what are you doing? I thought we were, like, negotiating, blah, blah, all this crap. I got, I got thinking, like, everybody outside is, like, booing, because they're on jean Q's side, like, boo! Yeah. I was like, how bad would it be to be that sniper who got sent in on a mission to, like, take out this, this dude's taking hostages, and then walk out of a hospital with your pants down, wow. and all of America hating you? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the worst. Yeah, he can't, he, he might as well have just died. Yeah. His life is over. You gotta just beg him to kill you dude I don't pull my pants down just kill me just kill me <laughs> just get take my heart for your son that's what he should have said that a real soldier would have done that movie's good I haven't seen it since maybe it came out so good um but I shed a couple of tears. I cried a couple of cries. Mm-hmm. I went right to bed after that. That was slept, the goal. Slept like a baby. Slept like a baby. You know it. Um. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I just have like one thing. Um. Before we we jump off, uh, this week at at this sales conference we. Did a bunch of charity work and, and nonprofit stuff. But uh there's one that we like watch a video on. It's called Alex's Lemonade Stand. And basically like this little girl was like um battling cancer and she I think she was like four years old when she started doing it. She wanted to like raise money for for kids to like help research cancer or something so she started a lemonade stand and it kind of like blew up where like a bunch of people were like just coming to this like little girl's lemonade stand and then so like the first year she raised like something stupid like $20,000 like a lemonade stand and then like the next year she did it again and it just like kept snowballing and like the final year that she did it it was like she raised like over like a million dollars. Damn. Because like the news got a hold of it and like they went on like Good Morning America and like all this stuff. And so now like she's since passed away, but her family still is like running it. And um, so 
if you want to donate or whatever, just go to Alex's lemonade stand.com. Nice. About it. Yeah. So it was just like super cool to like, it was just like so inspiring to me. Like, That's this, very badass. like this little girl who was like dying at like four years old was like, you know, smart enough and brave enough to be like, there's other people like me that need help, not just me. And so, yeah. So when you got lemons, make lemonade, baby. Let's go. <clears throat> so. When you got lemons, cure cancer. At least try to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that was cool. That's a good shout-out. That's a good shout-out. And I want some lemonade now. Yeah, it's getting a little warm out. It's getting a little, yep, springtime. Maybe a little, a little pink lemonade. I'm feeling naughty. <laughs> oh boy, you got any weekend plans? Uh, not really. I'm just kind of chilling, catching up on some laundry, and then um, I'm working an event tomorrow night at Texas Station Casino. Hello. Um, so I'll probably be there for like an hour and a half, and then. But oh, you're in Las Vegas. I am in Las Vegas. But you're going to work at a Texas Station Casino. That's true. Those two things don't add up. You are correct. Huh. I didn't build the casino, though. So should I find out? Should I ask? You need to get naming rights. <laughs> we need to rename this because this is a bad name. <laughs> I'm lost. I'm lost. Am I in Texas? I don't get it. I don't get it. Is this a theme casino? Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. What about you? No plans, bro. No plans. Just watching a little golf? Gonna watch the Masters. I need to eat something healthy tomorrow. So that's step one. Eat something healthy. Maybe drive by the gym. Not necessarily go, but drive by, just get a good look at it, remember what it looks like, get comfortable in the environment, and then go back to the house and sit on the couch. Yep. So, so we're, you know, we're getting a, a, close to the routine. And then uh, i watch some more Masters, probably. Nice. Yep. I also need to go by college bar and get my credit card, because it's been there for like three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. Have you not been back to college bars since you left it there? Nope. I don't go out on the strip much. I was also at NOLA for a weekend. It's true. <sighs> yep. Sorry, we get that bad boy. I also need to do laundry. Got a laundry detergent you use? Tide, I think. Tide pods? No, I ate all of them. <laughs> they were too good. <laughs> no, I get. I don't know. I have this like, it's like this weird bottle with like a spout on it, and so I just put it over the little thing and pop it in there, and off we go. Huh? It's like a little mixer bottle. Yes. Yeah. A little mixer. Okay. 
Close the mixer. I like it. All right. Anything else before we jump off? I'm good, bro. Cool, cool. You have yourself a good night. You as well, my friend. Noble Savage, Ronnie Harris, yeah. JB, yeah. tell them where we um. from. Been around the world, but I love where I'm at. Beautiful place in the middle of the map. Then I had a girl, so I had to come back. Oklahoma City on the east where I'm at. Where I'm at, where I'm at, just trying to get it in. Okay, tell her, just trying to get a win. Miss Clara Lewis, we trying to sit in. Show honor for the things she did. Repent for the way we live. The way we live and the things we did. From the hood, only place I know. 918 to the 580. Same place where my brother got shot. Same place that my homie so rocks. Same place 95 got done. To know what you're at, you gotta know where you're from. From OKC, Panhandle State, Manhandle Faith, Chris McCain. Do you remember the rain? Remember the same? Ain't nothing changed. Just an east side kid with thoughts. On the east side, living floss. Everybody got their own thing. Kerosene chasing. Well, why did a hard time when we get faces? Uh, I'm bound at home, sweet home. If I'm out, then know we own. And I'm out, so know it's on. It's on, nothing to love. Who's next to drop? Savage. Yeah, I guess it's us. Oklahoma is love. Till I'm resting in mud. Uh, yeah, we shutting it down. Then we inventing the sound. So go on, give us a pound. Noble Savage, Ronnie Harris, JB Ill is around. Uh, do it with so much grace. While we be digging in crates.